0: Welcome to the Mum Boss Podcast hosted by me Renee O'Neill. I'm your host, life and business coach for mums and a mum of two myself. I'm here to help you be the present mum you're wanting to be whilst also having a successful business because you can have both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You have come to the right place if you're a mum who dreams of time and financial freedom and wants to be fulfilled in life alongside motherhood. This podcast is a place where you can come to be inspired and empowered whilst also getting tangible tips, advice and strategies to help you in your life and business. So let's dive in. So today's episode is actually a little bit of a different one. So this week I have gone live on Instagram and I did a live Q&A. So I had put out some questions to my followers on Instagram to let them ask me anything they wanted to and then I answered them in this live Q&A and as I, I looked at the questions and you know what they were, I sort of thought to myself, you know what, this would actually make an amazing podcast because it's probably answering some questions that you might have as well. So this podcast episode today is going to be a audio from the live Q&A that I did. Um, And so I hope that you, you get a lot of value from it and I hope that it serves you well. So without further ado, here's the episode put up stories where I asked you guys to share some questions that I can then answer in a Q&A. And I thought it would be helpful because quite often, like I don't know if this is you or just me, but I'll follow people on on social media and on Instagram and I want to ask questions, but I'm a bit scared to ask. And so I thought this was a really good opportunity for people to ask questions, have them answered without Feeling, you know, vulnerable and and sharing too much because obviously I'm going to keep it completely anonymous as to who has asked questions. It was quite interesting too because a lot of the questions were very similar questions that got asked a lot. So hopefully this will be helpful, and um, I'm going to give you some really good, like, tangible tips for you to use. So one of the first questions um, that this was a question that I got asked a lot was how to manage having kids with a job and a business or like a side hustle. So how to manage having all of those things at once. And honestly, as a mom, no matter what your situation is, whether you're a full-time stay-at-home mom, whether you're a mom who works part-time, full-time, whether you've got a business, whether you've got a mixture of all those things, we are wearing a lot of hats at once. And It can be really hard to manage it all. And, you know, it's like throwing, you know, juggling balls in the air. And, you know, some of those balls are glass and some are plastic. And it's a matter of knowing which of those balls you can let drop sometimes. Because when we're going through different seasons in life, there are times that we're going to be more demanded in certain roles than others. So it can be tricky to manage it all. And I'm going to be completely honest here. I don't believe balance is actually achievable. And that's whether you're a mom or whether you're, you know, doesn't matter who you are. I don't actually think we can have this perfect linear balance. I don't believe it exists, but I do believe we can do our best to kind of create a harmony of all the hats that we wear. And a lot of that has to do with being organized, which for some that comes really naturally me <laughs> and for some it doesn't and that's okay we can sort of put some strategies in place to help with that. So being organized and planning ahead makes such a big difference especially if you're somebody who you know you feel like you you get overwhelmed from time to time or you know all the time it depends and our overwhelm tends to come from decision fatigue where you know we're, we're making so many decisions a day, And if we're not planning our time or not, you know, being a bit more strategic with our time, then we're making even more decisions on the spot. And it it becomes overwhelming. It becomes too much because we've just got too much going on in our minds at once. So I'm a big advocate for planning your time and scheduling your time. Now, of course, that's there's different ways in which you can do that. And you've really got to find something that works well for you. But it will help because it will mean that you're more strategic in where you're spending your time. But it also means that you can avoid that overwhelm that we often feel when we are trying to manage all of these things at once. So one thing that I I will suggest here that is something that you can go away and put into place and see how it works for you is having your top three priorities. So when life becomes overwhelming and like we've got a lot of things on our plates, it can feel like too much. And so sometimes we need to just allow ourselves the time and space to sit down and actually prioritize. And in itself, it would feel overwhelming because you're like, it's already, there's so much going on up here. I don't want to have to sit and think about it, but it will actually help us break through that. So what you can do is sit down, and this might be something you write down on paper, it might be something you just think about, although I think writing it down is extremely helpful, is writing down your top three priorities for the day. So, you know, you might have a lot going on, and some of it is things that can wait till tomorrow, some of it is things that can probably wait till even next week. And then, of course, there are things that you might need to get done for that day. And you can do a top three priorities for, you know... Home life for yourself, for work, for your business. So, you can make it suitable for all the hats that you're wearing, but sitting down and actually prioritizing out your tasks can be so helpful because often when we've got all these things on our plate and we feel like our to do list is overflowing, actually sitting down and writing it out and then evaluating it and going, okay, well, these are really the only things I have to get done today and the rest can wait can actually feel quite quite a relief and like a stress relief as well because often we're just sort of panicking and worrying about all the things that we might not necessarily need to be worrying about so that's a really good thing that you can walk away and implement and you know see if that helps now the next question and this probably leads into it quite well is how to manage your time Now, there are actually different ways in which you can manage your time, and I'm not somebody who thinks there's like a one-size-fits-all type of thing. I don't think it's like this cookie cutter, here's this perfect way to manage your time, and there's no other way. I actually think that there are different ways, and there are different strategies to suit different people, and you'll have to figure out which one's probably going to suit you better, because I don't think a strategy works as well if it's not something that you feel like is going to work for you, or you feel like it's something that you can more easily implement. The three ways in which you can kind of manage your time, the first one is time blocking. Now, this strategy does work pretty well for a lot of us mums. Um, because when you're a mum, things are constantly changing. And, you know, quite often, we're not fully the ones that um, you know, in charge of our own schedule. Our kids are, so all of a sudden, you know, our schedule is dictated by our children. Because you might be in a season of life where you've got babies or, or little ones who, you know, might be having naps. You've got all feeding schedules. Like there's all sorts going on when you're in that season. So you need to be adaptable and be able to change at the drop of a hat. So time blocking is really good. Now, time blocking is simply looking at your whole day structure. And breaking it up into time blocks. So your time blocks, there's no set rules with this. It's not like your time blocks need to be two hourly. They could be, you know, whatever time frame you want to set them to be. Um, and then we're going to look at putting like-minded tasks together in that time block. So, for instance, you might have a time block in your mornings from six a.m. to eight, p- 8 a.m. Sorry. Um, so, in that time block, might be all your morning things. It might be, um, you know, when you wake up, you're you're having some time to yourself, hopefully. Um, It might be when you're getting kids ready for school, breakfast, shower, getting dressed, getting out the door, all those kinds of tasks. Your next block might be a three hour or a two hour or one hour. It's it's completely up to you. So then you can have your next block and that will be determining whatever you've got on for your day. So if you're somebody who runs a business, you might choose that to be like your admin um, block. And that's when you're going to respond to emails and, you know, do all those type things in your business. So It's a matter of looking at all the tasks that you typically have in a day, grouping them together, and then putting them in time blocks. And then, of course, you'll need to adapt it depending on your life. So um, that is one way in which you can manage your time. The second way is having a real structured schedule. And so so with a structured schedule, it's going to be very to the T, so again, this will suit some people, and not everyone, but you'll actually set up your schedule. So it's like, okay, from 6am 6 till 6.15, I wake up and meditate or, you know, from 6.15 to 6.30, I'm having my shower and it'll be very time rigid of these are the things I'm going to do at these set times that actually does work well for some people. So again, this is why there are different strategies for different people because not one thing suits everybody. And then the last one is, I guess, having total freedom and running more off a to-do list. And so your to-do list could be what I was talking about before, where it's like your top three priorities or your to-do list might be, you know, a full page of these are all the things that I want to achieve today and ticking them off. Now, when I do use a to-do list, which I do use from time to time, I actually don't call it a to-do list because I just feel that it, if you're feeling overwhelmed and like you've got a lot on your plate, it kind of adds to it because it's like, oh my gosh, I've got all this stuff to do. Whereas if you call it an accomplishment list you actually get excited to accomplish all of the things on that list. And it just changes the way you feel about it as opposed to calling it a to-do list. So if you're somebody who likes to-do lists, try just changing it to an accomplishment list and just see how different that might feel. Now, in terms, I will mention, in terms of managing your time, I actually do offer 90-minute one-off sessions where we sit down and we actually go through this. We review schedule. We look at the ways in which you you operate and the best strategy for you in managing your time. And then together, we sit down and we actually create a schedule for you that you can go by. So if that's something you might be interested in, the link is in my bio. Um, I thought I would just mention that while we're going. So the next question was, how do I become more organized in life in general? And honestly, my personal opinion on this is it comes down to taking the small steps each day and you know, the small habits and things that we have in place each and every day that help us feel more organized in life. There's not just this one magic thing that makes us more organized in life. It's a combination of so many small things that you can put in place. And, you know, one thing that I like to do with my clients is I help them you know, find a, a tool or strategy, start implementing that. Once that's working well, building upon that and building upon that. So you're taking all these little steps regularly to getting yourself to feeling like you're on top of things, you, you're feeling organised, you're feeling accomplished and you're feeling like you're getting everything done and you're not you're not snowed under because, you know, quite often when we are feeling overwhelmed because we've got so much on our plate, and we're feeling unorganised, It is just this like heavy feeling that we have upon us. And so taking small steps towards chipping away at that makes such a difference. So little habits and strategies that you can put into place. So I have three favorites that I have and I recommend to all my clients. And I, of course, am recommending them to you as well. So the first one is power hour. So power hour is where you allocate an hour of your time a day. And that is where it's like a, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this. I've never done a live. Are you allowed to swear? Um, Where you get beep, done. (laughs) Um, So for me, my power hour is from 7pm to 8pm. So my kids are in bed at seven and they, you know, my kids aren't asleep at seven o'clock on the dot. Like, you know, that's amazing if they are, but one's a really good sleeper and one likes to sit up and read for a bit. So, okay. Amy's saying I'm allowed to swear. So that's pretty good to know because I do drop, drop the odd swear, swearing thing from time to time. Um, so yeah, my kids are in bed at seven and they're quite often just reading or something like that, but they're in bed. And we have a rule that unless you're going to the toilet, You're staying in bed. So from 7 to 8 p.m., that is where I have my power hour. Now, my power hour is, you know, cleaning up the kitchen from tea if I hadn't already done that. It is, you know, unpacking the dishwasher or packing it, whichever way that works. It is folding washing. It might be. I'm trying to think of things off the top of my head now, um, might be going out and watering my veggie patch, which we haven't long put in. It's, it's all your catch up stuff. So if you've gotten through the day and you feel like I have still haven't caught up on all the things that I wanted to do, this is your opportunity to catch up on those things. And what I like to do is I put everything aside, phone goes away, you know, everything gets put to the side and I actually put a timer on. So I have a, like a Google home in my kitchen. And so I set a timer for one hour and I get stuff done. And so what I do is once I've done all the things that I wanted to in my power hour, I'll come back and I'll actually look at the time and I'm like, I've still got 12 minutes. And then I'm like, right, what can I get done in 12 minutes? And I'm telling you, it is amazing at what you can achieve in that short amount of time because it's only an hour, which doesn't seem like that much time, but I'm telling you, you will achieve heaps in that time. I guess it's similar to when, you know, if you at sort of last minute, you get told you've got a guest coming over, like a friend's coming to visit or family or something, and you race around your house like no tomorrow, and you get so much done in that time. It's a similar kind of concept with Power Hour. So, Power hour is definitely something to implement. And you might choose to have your power hour like through the daytime, might be in the morning. You choose a time that works for you. But power hour is definitely something I recommend because it's it's just amazing at what you can actually achieve. So the second thing is having daily non-negotiables. So this is going to look different to each and every one of us. Everyone's going to have different things that they like to do. But some of the daily non-negotiables that I have in place is in the morning I have to make my bed. Like I cannot leave the house unless all of the beds are made. And then I've got nighttime daily non-negotiables as well. Like I I will not leave my kitchen in a mess. And one thing that is so annoying and he's going to kill me for saying this. So I will in my power hour, that's when I clean the kitchen. I either run the dishwasher or I empty it. So my kitchen is spotless in that 7 to 8 p.m. time frame. And if hubby hasn't had tea yet because he does shift work and different things and he then comes in, puts a dirty plate in my sink, oh, my gosh, I get so annoyed um, because that's a daily non-negotiable for me. I like my kitchen tidy before I go to bed. I like to, you know, tidy up our living space upstairs before I go to bed. So when I wake up in the morning, my kitchen's all nice and clean and tidy and my living space is all tidy and oh, I've got a fly. <laughs> um, so I can then just start my day feeling really good. So your daily non-negotiables are probably going to be different or you might like to implement some of the ones that I use, but having them set in place helps as well. And that's something that, you know, you're not probably going to achieve every single day when you start implementing these things, but they're things that you can just start and, you know, go from there. And then the third thing is getting up an hour before the kids. So this is a big one. But I need to say to begin with, if you have a baby or a toddler or a little one that is not sleeping well, or you've got sickness to contend with, anything like that, I'm not advocating for you to get up at some crazy hour in the morning. Sleep is so, so important. Um, So I don't want you to implement this unless you're Able to, I'll say. So getting up an hour before the kids, just to have that time to yourself. Because as moms, you know, we don't actually often get a lot of time to ourselves. And so if you're in that season of life where you don't have much time to yourself, getting up a little bit earlier than the kids even if it's just like 20 minutes it doesn't have to be the hour of course but getting up before the kids and having some time just for you and i'm really strict on that it needs to just be for you i don't i don't advocate for you getting up in the morning to fold the washing or to you know i don't know do any of the other boring things that we have to do it's getting up and having that time for you so doing the things that you want to do so, the next question I got asked was, How do I motivate myself? That is a really good question. And it is sometimes a struggle. You know, like motivation isn't something that we're just, you know, we just have. It's something that we have to work on. And, you know, there are days when you might not feel like doing certain things that you've, you've probably got to do. Or, you know, like for instance, today, it's a miserable day outside. And I just felt like, because the kids are at school, I just felt like laying on the couch watching Netflix but I had a commitment to be on this live and so I had to get the motivation to do it um and but all that being said I think my biggest advice when it comes to motivation is to take care of yourself so you have the energy to do the things to be motivated to show up or or do whatever it is that you you have to do you know um doing things for yourself means that you're refilling your own cup you're recharging your own battery so you can give to other people and and be there for your family and you know in your career or in your business so I think taking care of yourself is a priority and you know that's something that us mums find really hard like when you're a mom, you you just so instinctually that's is that even a word I, I think it's a word, but I don't think I said it properly. Um, you know, we we're just so much about giving to everyone else that we often put ourselves last on the list, but we really need to try and flip that and take care of ourselves so we can give more to other people. And so we've got the energy to show up and do all the things that we're wanting to do and have the motivation to do the things. So that is definitely my tip in regards to motivation. Another question I got asked was, how do I start a business? Um, This particular person had said that um, she's a mum of two and has an idea for a business but not sure where to start. I guess my biggest advice in regards to this is start before you're ready, um, which I know might not feel great, but you actually never feel ready. You know, it's like anything, especially in business, we often have to step outside our comfort zones um, to do things. And we need to just start before we're ready and take that plunge and do the thing because it's what's going to help us, you know, take the steps forward to getting towards the thing that we're wanting. And so, you know, that's that's definitely something I would recommend is start before you're ready and just take the steps and see where it takes you, you know. What have you got to lose? Um. Something I guess I would suggest is sitting down and allowing yourself the time and space to think about the business or the idea that you have for a business. And you can write this out or you can just simply sit and visualize and think about what that business is. You know, what does it look like? Is it an online business? Is it a bricks and mortar? Is it a combination? Um, you know, who would be your ideal customer or client? And you know what is the the problem that your business is solving for that that ideal client or customer and just really spending some time really focusing in on that because i know from my personal experience in starting my business gaining clarity around your business makes such a big difference so if you can start getting clear on all of those things in the very beginning that will honestly help you a long way forward um, and then I would highly recommend getting a coach because I have worked with a coach in some form or capacity since, well, actually before I started my business, but in particular having a business, it is such a personal development journey that I think having a coach to work with throughout makes a really big difference too. And when looking for a coach, Like I know with my business coach, I decided to work with her because I was like, I could see that she has done the things that I've wanted, I'm wanting to do. She's, she's achieved the things that I'm wanting to achieve. So she's going to have the skills, the experience and the knowledge to help me get to where I want to be. So I do think investing in a coach is really helpful. Um, So that is also something else I would look into or recommend as well. And then the last question that I'm going to share now is how do I create a morning routine? Now, I love a good morning routine because I feel like it's just such a game changer for us mums. It helps really set up our day in a good way. And one of those things is by, you know, obviously getting up before the kids, if you can, um, and having that time to yourself. Um, and you know, Having a morning routine that is for you. So, quite often we see on social media, YouTube, all these sorts of places, these like picture perfect morning routines. And look, if you're able to achieve that, then all the power to you. But choose a morning routine that suits you. Don't choose one based on what looks good or, you know, what you think you should be doing. Choose something that, you know, aligns to you. So look at the things that you might want to achieve in your morning. So it might just be that you would like to sit and enjoy your cup of coffee in the morning by yourself. You might want to read if you're somebody who's who loves to read, but you feel like you don't have a lot of time for reading. You might choose to, you know, do a bit of reading in the morning. Um, you know, look at the things that you'd like to do and see what you can incorporate into your morning and then just try them out. You know, start your morning and add something in, see how it feels. If it doesn't feel great, maybe try something else. And then work on creating your own version of your morning routine and and start looking at that and, you know, implementing things in the morning to see what, what feels good and what starts your day good. Because I do really think it is important to stay, start your day feeling good. And for me, one thing that I like to do is I love music. And so, and I love to dance around to music. It's it, like I'm not a good dancer, but it—I love the feeling it gives me. Like it, it puts me in such a good mood. And so, I love to have music playing in the morning times because it puts me in a good mood. So that's something I always incorporate into my morning routine. So I think it's really important to just, you know, look at your morning routine, figure out what would be helpful to have your morning set up good for. You know, organization, that side of things, but also implement some things that are going to feel good to you in general as well. So that is it for my live Q&A for today. Um, if you have any questions or you would like to ask me anything, then please send me a DM. My DMs are always open. Um, I'll happily answer pretty much anything, even if you want to ask me something directly for me. Hopefully you've found this helpful um, and hopefully you've got some tips that you can walk away with and implement that will help you, you know, create more time for family and um, be more present in your life and in your business as well. So hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you all soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To learn more, you can go to reneeoneal.com. I'm so grateful for you being here and super glad you've taken the time out for yourself to tune into today's episode. If you loved the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can catch the next one when it's released. Also, if you share this podcast to your Instagram stories and tag me at renee.oneal, I will be sure to send you a little gift straight to your DMs as a thank you.